Welcome to the Extra Point Fantasy Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, TJ Guthrie, Jared Beans, and Garrett Boss. What's up, guys? It's Garrett coming back at you with a waiver wire episode. Just me again. Um, some news for tomorrow's episode. We will not, me, TJ, and Jared are not releasing an episode tomorrow, or recording one tomorrow and releasing it uh, tomorrow night. Instead, we're doing a really long, like, mega episode, is what TJ called it, on uh, Wednesday night. And that's kind of due to the fact that I'll be on the road for most of tomorrow. So they kind of improvised for me, uh, making me feel at home. So I appreciate that. Uh, it was a rough week for me, fantasy-wise. Had a rough go at it, so I might be looking at some of these waivers that we're going to be getting into shortly. Alright, so I guess we'll just start at the top. Of your guys' roster with the quarterback position. Um, not many people, not many quarterbacks this week kind of impressed me that's on the waiver wire with their matchups. Um, Case Keenum faces the Chiefs, but the last time he faced the Chiefs, he got nine points. So I'm not really into trusting him. Although, uh, the logic is there if you want to put him against the Chiefs defense, which before last week hasn't been looking too hot. Um, you can because Patrick Mahomes is going to tear apart any defense, so they're going to have to throw to keep up with them. So Case Keenum is an option. Uh, I'm hesitant to add him. The quarterback I really like this week that is out there is Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, his six touchdown performance is looking less and less like a fluke. Uh, he's keeping up consistent showings, consistent outings, a lot of points, a lot of yards. Uh, with the Bears' defense being as good as it, good as it is, Mitchell. He's going to be on offense a lot. And his arm sleeve is working wonders for him. So that's the only quarterbacks I'll really kind of get into. The others, you're just going to have to weigh the matchups. Uh, Streaming quarterbacks isn't really like a permanent waiver addition or anything. Uh, It's just something I kind of touch base on. And we'll get into the running backs now. This is where the gold is for this week. Um, If you didn't pick up, or if anybody in your league has not picked up Nick Chubb yet, For the Cleveland Browns, because Carlos Hyde was traded to the Jaguars, uh, then you should, because he is now the starting running back. He he has some nice matchups coming up, the Browns do, and um, he's definitely worth the stash. He had like 18 for like 80 yards, and got a touchdown last week. Um, Browns offense is kind of scary. They are not going to score a lot of points, but I know Baker's not going to be able to throw the ball a lot, so... Just because he's a rookie, he's not going to be able to be as productive. Maybe 200 yards a game, um, if that. So Nick Chubb's going to have, if they are going to get offense, it's going to have to come from the running game as well. And the other running back is Marlon Mack. Off of injury, finally, for the Indianapolis Colts. Um, he played last week some, but it was limited. And But then this week was just uh, like an insurance. Not insurance, but it was just like another week where he... He did really well with the ball. He went like 12 for 79 or something like that his first week when he was being limited on snaps. And uh, this week, he had over 100 yards rushing and a touchdown and a couple catches. A very impressive showing from Marlon Mack. And the Colts offense is very, very unbalanced, or it has been, where Andrew Luck would throw the ball 60 times a game. And I couldn't imagine that Frank Reich wants to keep Andrew Luck throwing the ball that many times a game. Um, they're going down a lot in a lot of the games, which is one thing that can hurt Mac. 
is if the Colts continue to be going down in games, then they're going to have to throw the ball. So the game script could sometimes not favor him and favor Naheem Hines out of the backfield if they're looking to uh, throw the ball. And Because Naheem Hines is the pass catching back there. Marlon Mack is not. But if they do have a lead, Marlon Mack is going to benefit a lot. And they're facing Oakland next week. So I would imagine the Colts are going to do a lot or do a thing similar to what they did this week against the Bills and just destroy him. And, uh, yeah, so moving on. Well, I guess not moving on. Let's take a look at um, some more running backs here. Okay, so Latavius Murray, if he's still available in your league, uh, this Dalvin Cook injury is just staying around. Um, he could come back next week, but even if he does, I think Latavius is going to have a decent role in the offense and as they work Cook into the system. And then again, it, this just feels like Cook, ever since he entered the league, he got hurt in like week five last year, probably before that actually. And uh, you know, although he's good, he's just been injured his entire career, it feels like. And I just have this negative feeling about Cook uh, not being able to st being able to stay healthy. So Latavius Murray, if you have a, a spot on your bench, you can keep him, and uh, you can even play him if Cook continues not to play. Uh, Kenyon Drake, I dropped him last week. He actually had a decent showing this week. Um, he's probably uh, still owned in most leagues. Yeah, ninety percent. So I guess we won't even touch on him. But if you have him, I would still be wary. Adam Gase does not like giving Drake the ball that much even though he has had a couple weeks where he breaks a long play and gets a touchdown it's just too inconsistent He's every week he's been under 10 points except for 2 so you don't really want to be starting this guy and so I'd be honestly looking at different options on the waiver wire um, Jalen Richard, another name Marshawn Lynch went on IR um, early seeking return is like around Christmas so Jalen Richard is the pass catching back there already. He's been viable already without with Lynch being in the lineup. Um, now Doug Martin, I would imagine, is going to take a lot of the carries, but I would assume Richard will get more than he got with Lynch. And uh, the game script might be changing towards his favor even more. The goal, Oakland's always going down in games, and Richard's always in the game to uh, catch passes, and that's what he does. So those are the running backs I'll touch on. Moving on to the wide receivers that are going to be available. Ten, another guy that went on IR is Ted Ginn Jr. For the New Orleans Saints, the explosive offense. So there's two guys that are going to be looking to step up for Ted Ginn here. If you're looking for an ad. And the guy that is basically, I would imagine, is going to be Ted Ginn version 2, 2.0, is Traquan Smith. Uh, he, I mean, they drafted this guy to replace Ted Ginn eventually. Um, this is just kind of putting him into the spot a little early. He's the guy that's going to go over the top and get big plays. And um, Cam Meredith is the other receiver that is probably going to see more targets than Traquan Smith. Um, if I had to pick a guy with the higher floor, that will get you more points, on a, even if it's uh, like the lowest points possible or whatever for Cam. Meredith is probably, I would say, like eight. And Traquan could drop a 2, but he could also drop a 25. So, you can play it how you feel it. Another receiver I'm looking at is Dante Moncrief. I don't know why I do this. Um, I really like to avoid Jack, uh, Jacksonville because they have 
something. Just a, it's a Russian roulette with the receivers there. You just never know which one's going to pop off. And uh, Dante Moncrief, though, has been relatively consistent the last four weeks. He's had three out of four games. He's racked up at least 76 receiving yards. And last week, he was targeted 10 times. And when they played the Chiefs two weeks ago or three weeks ago, he had 14 targets. Um, so the targets are coming his way. And uh, I just like it. Just the math is there for him to be productive, and there's like actually proof. The last three out of the last four weeks, he's been relatively uh, fantasy viable, and I think that can continue. Moving on to tight ends. Um, if no one's owned in your league already, if no one has owned OJ Howard in your league already, or they dropped him from when he was hurt. He is going to be a very strong tight end going forward. I know I got him because somebody dropped him the week before he came back. And I am very, very grateful because tight end the tight end position has been very scary this year. Everyone's getting hurt. Everyone's not producing. Um, it's just kind of a mix of names just popping up randomly. But if you don't have a Zach Ertz or a Travis Kelsey, then you're not very happy this year with your tight end. But O.J. Howard, last two weeks, has been ha I've been happy with him. So if he's still on your waiver wire, I would pick him up. Another guy I'd pick up is Austin Hooper for the Atlanta. Uh, I'm not sure what he did tonight, honestly, because I've been working all day. But before tonight, he's been very productive, and I, even if he had a bad game tonight, I would still pick him up. Uh, another couple of receivers I didn't mention. Um, Danny Amendola for Miami has been looking really strong with uh, Brock Osweiler, quarterback. Um, I think Tannehill is going to be coming back in here, but it's, he's somebody to keep your eye on. I wouldn't, I wouldn't take him and put him into your show or uh, put him into your lineup or anything. But it's just somebody I'd be monitoring if I were you. If he continues, or maybe if Tannehill realizes how good he is um, from Osweiler's performance, then maybe Imdol can be productive in the future because there's not really a receiver in Miami that has been that great. Uh, Kenny Stills has had a couple games, but other than that, it's been pretty barren out there. And another guy that I hate, I don't hate him, but I just hate that I have to say his name, is Tyrell Williams for uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. He's had another big week, and so you can't really ignore the fact that he has been very productive, and he can take the top off defenses. Philip Rivers is more than willing to throw it, but it's just the deep ball is so unreliable that it really bothers me when I have to say. But he had four receptions for 118 receiving yards and a touchdown over 20 points. Um, a lot of people might have said pick up Tyrell after last week, but I need a little more proof. And uh, but if you picked him up last week, good for you. He had another 20 point game that's back to back. And uh, with all the bipocalypse or with the bipocalypse coming up, and all these bye weeks for all these players, Tyrell Williams could be a guy that could fill in for your uh, receiver that's going on bye. And going on defenses, um, only defense I would really say is noteworthy. I guess Denver had a really good showing against uh, or they played on Thursday, the Cardinals, but that's not really that impressive because it's the Cardinals <coughs> and uh, Kansas City. Actually looked really, really strong against Jacksonville. Not Jacksonville. Uh, whoever they played. Sorry, I'm out of it. Oh, the Bengals. Yes, the Bengals. I forgot. 
yeah, they did. The Bengals looked so bad. Andy Dalton would not look at Tyler Boyd, the most consistent receiver on that team. Not the best, but the consistent. Um, he only got four targets. He kept looking at AJ Green in single coverage. I didn't understand. I still don't understand why they were just throwing, looking at AJ Green. He was getting pretty much bottled up, and they weren't getting anything going. Um, they really needed to spread the ball around, but they did not. And Kansas City looked really strong. And but I mean, before this week, Kansas City has been pretty bad. But to their credit, they've been on defense the whole time because Mahomes is insane. So. Because he just scores so fast, and then they got to get the ball back on defense. They had an incredible streak of not forcing the other team to punt. But if they have a good matchup, they they are definitely worth an ad. Because if they can do this to the Bengals, then I would imagine they could do this to the Raiders or whoever else. Um, and then I know I didn't do like super sneaky or silly snags of the week. Uh, I didn't really have time to write up a show, so I guess I'll just kind of go over. But I said already, Nick Chubb and Marlon Mack are the super snags. Grab them. Those are definitely the guys you need to be targeting. Um, Jalen Shard can have a really, really big impact in Oakland as well, I think. Um, wide receivers were kind of... No, nobody really stands out to me. Um, if Chris Godwin's still available, he's been really consistent. And I, I didn't mention him. T.Y. is back, so Chester, Chester Rogers isn't um, as... As good of a pickup as he has been, but he might still have some role in that offense uh, if he can not drop the ball. And Doug Martin for the Raiders is just like a worse version of Marshawn Lynch. So, and Marshawn Lynch was already having a pretty rough year because of that offense is so bad. Um, so, yeah, don't pick up Doug Martin. That would be my silly snag. So, tag him, put him on the bench, or not on your bench, put him on the waiver wire, put him off a bridge. That might be a little aggressive. But alright, that's it for me. Remember that there's no show coming out tomorrow. It'll be coming out Wednesday. It'll be a long, probably like a two-hour episode. Uh, it'll be really nice that I that they're moving that for me. We're going to also have a surprise for you, maybe, on Wednesday. You'll have to come back and find out. So I'll see you then. We'll do bed poopers and everything, and... Uh, in our start and sit So I'll see you then. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to The Extra Point. Follow us on Twitter at underscore The Extra Point.